Welcome to the Transformation Church Weekly Follow-Up Podcast. Our goal is to help create context and drive conversation to learn more of what God has for us. Now, let's join our team as we get to follow up, break down, and gain deeper insight into this week's message. Hey guys, welcome back to the Transformation Church Weekly Follow-Up Podcast. I'm Justin Oswald, the Executive Pastor of TC. With me back today is Lead Pastor Brad Lig- Livingston. Liv- Liv- Livingston. Mr. 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 <laughs> it's like a hip-hop show. Uh, yeah, guys, good to be back. Another week, another sermon, another follow-up podcast. And uh, man, coming off another another great day uh, this past Sunday. And um, man, I really feel like... Just in general, we're hitting like some big strides. But before we get yeah. into all those conversations, a lot of things popping off at TC. Uh, we got some some people on the podcast with us. We got Mr. Juwan Butler. Yo. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Anyways. And uh, we got Mr. Eli Fitch. Don't do it to me. Yep. 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 Sounds about right. Yep. Yep. Just kidding. You're gonna have class too. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Just kidding. So, uh, man, they're gonna hear about our stuff later. But Juwan, if they're gonna find you on Instagram and all the cool places, where's it gonna be? Man, you do this to me every time. Uh, (laughs) I think it's Jay Breezy with three E's. I can look it it up. Of course, it is. That's what it is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And uh, Eli, I think Eli Fitch underscore fifteen. Listen. Let's take a break here. Y'all need to get it together, okay? Please don't know your names. Don't know your Instagram. Y'all are supposed to be Gen Zs and millennials up in this yeah. moment. Yeah, yeah. Anyways. That's why our Instagram handles are the way they Jay are. Jay Breezy with 12 Es. <laughs> Jay Breezy. <laughs> Two Es were already taken, so I had to go three. <laughs> you couldn't have just did Jawan Butler? No. Why? It had to be extra, different. Yeah. Well, I see. He's extra. Has that worked out? No. Different. Yeah. <laughs> I, had to, I had to change my handle. I don't. I didn't think my previous one was fitting. It was. I mean, it wasn't terribly inappropriate. Are you able it? to tell them was that? It, no. on the I thing? don't. I'm gonna go ahead and say it. Sure. Okay. Son of a Fitch was his name on Instagram. Fitch, with, Fitch oh, with an F, y'all. I Fitch do, with an F. I do like that. That's, that's a good, yeah. That's, yeah, that's kind of creative. Play on words. But, you know, now but, that you're on church staff, it's probably yeah. best. Of yeah. yeah. It's deemed inappropriate. Yeah, good idea. I'd reckon. 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 Dang near killed him. <laughs> yes. Uh, so we've been having a good time here at the TC, man. Sundays, we've had some cool stuff popping off. Um, some exciting things are happening. Tons of first-time guests walking in the oh, doors, yeah. which is great. You know, it's good to have um, good to have that happening, good to have that going on. So, man, we're, we're, we're really seeing some momentum pick up you know in the fall and so man i want to encourage all you all the tc people out there tc members and you know dream teamers man keep keep inviting this is the season where people are saying yes yeah you know so um man keep inviting i know Jawan, we were celebrating yesterday at staff meeting because our small groups are popping Jawan's over all our small groups yeah so he oversees uh each one of our uh each one of the small groups that we have and uh, the teams that lead those and stuff. And so uh, we were celebrating, uh, you know, numbers and some Going wins. Up. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so good stuff popping. He's also of our students. Yeah. Students kicked so, off. Students yeah. kicked off. So that's, man, that's rocking. So, man, some really cool things happening. I'm yeah. loving it. I'm, I'm digging it. It's been, it's a lot of fun. So, um, anyways, and then Eli's serving, serves with you on students. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then a number of other things. So. So I feel like we're hitting like I feel like the stride opened up. I didn't know how it was gonna feel going into this part of the year. Yeah. Because it's like 
fall's kicking in, mm-hmm. church is popping, things, you know, big things are happening. The pipeline's kicked off. You know, for those of you guys that don't know, we got leadership pipeline here at TCE where we, we train and develop leaders. It really is like a school of ministry, but to me, it's way better than any seminary I went to because I was, I didn't enjoy seminary that much. I'll just put it that way. Um, Does so, anyone? <laughs> some people maybe, I don't know, but I, I want to do, we want to do equip leaders differently here at TC. And so we have the leadership pipeline. It's a two year program. Eli's on year one right now. And, oh, boy. Uh, oh, boy. oh boy, indeed. We've been having some convos, haven't we, Eli? Look, we accidentally talked about the entire Bible for an hour yesterday. <laughs> accidentally. So, yeah. So I was giving, yesterday I was giving Eli a breakdown um, about how the whole Bible is actually, a, is, is a testament of Jesus. Like Christology r- runs through the entire Bible. It's not something that picks up, you know, in Matthew. It doesn't pick up in the New Testament. It doesn't pick up just at his birth and moving forward. Like we actually see you know, there's if you, a, there's if, a lot of types, types yeah, of Christ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we actually see, and I was kind of showing him the idea of, of foreshadowing in the Bible, and the Old Testament is type and shadow, mm-hmm. the New Testament, you know, physical representation versus the spiritual representation, and kind of walking him on a on that journey a little bit. I wrote a paper in Bible college on how the Ark Noah and the Ark, the uh-huh. Ark is a type of Christ and as a representation of Jesus. It's good I, stuff. I don't doubt that. Yeah. yeah. So, it, and it was funny because I would tell him a story. I had, I had to write the paper. So. <laughs> we would pull out a story of the Bible, and I'd be like, "So, like, you've heard of Abraham and Isaac, right?" And he's like, "Yeah." <laughs> I'm like, "The son that didn't have to die because there was a sacrifice provided, but in the New Testament, there's a son that did die, and he was the sacrifice that was provided." <laughs> and it was like crickets. <laughs> 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 yeah, he said, "Wait." I said, "Jonah was on the boat and sacrificed himself." and spent three days in the belly of a fish, mm-hmm. right? But he did that because he had, that was the only way to save the people on the boat. And therefore the, him being in the belly of the fish for three days, put him on the shore where he had to accomplish his purpose to save the people that were there. And then like Jesus died on the cross, spent three days in the, you know, tomb. essentially in the, in the tomb, but things happening spiritually so that he could resurrect so that then he could go to the people that he had a purpose for. Like, I think he was in Abraham's bosom. Anyways, we're not we're not doing this justice. We're not doing this justice. Eschatology is not happening right now. Don't so, we don't so, have time for this. Yeah. So uh so anyways, we were going down a journey and we I think we rolled through what, like four or five stories or something. And uh he was just yeah. like, Okay. You you learning a little bit there, Eli? Bit. He said this whole book really is about this one. <laughs> yeah. The whole thing, start to finish. It's crazy. Yeah. So um you know, it was, it's been cool. So we got pipeline popping off yeah. year one year. Juwan's in year two. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so we're really kind of weighing in on, uh, the Holy spirit. Yeah. Which I think that's the leadership stuff. Isn't really mind blowing. It's just, it's just necessary. I think for you guys right now, this yeah. what we're doing with the Holy spirit is the one that you guys are like, okay. Yeah. I, w- <laughs> I would say, I would say, uh, year two is, um, I mean, We've heard a lot of the same things, uh, leadership-wise. Yeah. Um, from you know John Maxwell, phenomenal uh, uh, speaker. Um, but the Holy Spirit going through that and walking through walking through that is like blowing our minds. Just <laughs> the new things that we're learning. Like I've been in this game for twenty years and I never knew this. Like so, it's crazy. I'm, I'm excited to keep going. Yeah. So. <clears throat> so man, we're just we're wide open. You know, come Wednesday morning, I'm. 
moving a little slow, you know, <laughs> Sundays are buck wild, you know, and then Mondays, you know, I'm, I'm up at six. We're getting done with pipeline at like 9 PM Tuesdays, oh, same way. Like, you know, up at six, getting done with pipeline year two, at like 9 PM. Uh, it's a long day. So yeah, the, those three days in a row, you know, I'm, we're putting in as many hours as some people have put in in like a five day work. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, Oh, and, uh, man, not to compare, you know, not to compare jobs or anything. It's just saying like, it's, it's one of those things that, uh, you know, when we got, when I got ready to pastor this church, this is what I wanted ministry to look like. like this is the most fun. If I'm doing this 20 years from now, I'll be ecstatic yeah. because this is the most fun in ministry. Like I've ever had, you know what I mean? Like we hear from other pastors that are like, Oh, just enduring the call of the Lord to ministry. What? You know, it's like, no. Mm. what <laughs> what <laughs> like i can't believe we get to do this you know what i mean like so it's true that's just how i feel about it so it's a cool season right now it's, it's a good know. time yeah i don't know how do you guys feel well i'm i feel wonderful <laughs> <laughs> just, just as i don't feel anything i think <laughs> i think this is happiness i think this is happiness <laughs> You got to break that down for him because people don't know what we're talking about. Uh, no, I don't really. Justin doesn't no, have emotion. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. Justin doesn't have a soul. <laughs> that's not true. On the Myers Briggs, right? Um, it's the Myers Briggs. Yeah, Myers Briggs. Myers Briggs. Yeah. You're you're an ENTJ. Yeah, I am. And the T is yeah. like. Yeah, I'm really not a feeler. You know, so yeah, you could say that. I do have feelings. We just make a joke of it. I do have feelings and stuff. I just I don't show it like everyone else, or it it manifests differently, or or whatever. Sarcasm that hurts other people. What's crazy, (laughs) you know, because the the yeah, (laughs) I love sarcasm. I love. Just made a joke there. (laughs) Um, I had to stop myself. Forgot we're on a thing. Um, But no, I. uh, more so than the Marriage Briggs, you know, the Enneagram as a type eight, there's a lot of negatives, but a lot of what the drive for the, the, the bottom line, the hard stuff is actually just a call is it's, um, I don't know, want to stick up for people. I, I do care about things. I just mm-hmm. don't, I don't really have like, no, I don't want too many emotions. Yeah. At least I don't show them. I have emotions. Sure. I'm emotional. Mm. Mm. I had a hard time saying that even. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and not laughing. The more you have to yeah. convince people, the less I believe. Yeah. <laughs> it's like humbleness. Yeah. If you tell people you're humble, yeah, yeah. I'm, humble. I'm the I'm, most humble you've, person I'm, you've ever met. Yeah, humility oozes out of me. <laughs> yeah. It's like when okay. everyone else is humble here, I'm humble here. Yeah. You know? like, yeah. Yeah. See, see, you used ooze, and I know you're not humble when you use ooze. It yeah. oozes out of you. No, no, no. Yeah, no, no. no. Yeah, There's only no. two things that can ooze. Uh, I don't like where this I, is going. It's <laughs> Puss and sexuality. Okay. okay. Right, it's it's an office quote. Cream uh, rat. Y'all never saw not everybody watches The Office. <laughs> Everyone that doesn't watch The Office yeah. right now is like, what? what? I'm clicking <laughs> off of this. <laughs> it's an office quote. It's that SpongeBob me. All right, I'm ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's an it's an office quote. Creed Brad says so you can only lose two things. Don't look yeah. up Creed Brad. Yeah. Don't. Creed, <laughs> I think Creed and Meredith are the two worst people you could quote. Yeah, but still. appropriate. Well, like, that's why? true. It's not that inappropriate. That's true, Doc. Yeah, absolutely. It's not that inappropriate. <laughs> well, any hoozles. Any. Don't. What? Any hoozles? Any hoozles. Listen, get any. off the pod. Uh, get off. All right, I'm ahead. Right, <laughs> so, uh, anyways. But no, no, no. I, to answer your question, I'm I'm loving where we're at right now. You know, we're we're like 16 weeks now with the. Um, 
AMC. Yeah. God, dog, which, already? It's gone by. It's four months. You know, it's been. That's crazy, man. It's been fun. I, I enjoy. I like where we're at. I like the season we're in. I like, you know, we get new people in, in, in the church and the people that are a part of the church and small groups are going. Like, I mean, yeah. it's just, it's a good time. Like, yeah, it's man. a good time. Yeah, absolutely. What did you want? What you think, man? I'm excited. I like, I think that the move brought like just a new demographic of people in itself. Um, I feel like we're, we're um, coming out of that summer lull that we hit and now we're starting to just pick up. We, I've seen, we've seen new guests every week. Yeah. yeah. A lot of them. A lot of them yeah. and a lot of big families with kids and teenagers. So yep. I'm excited. I'm just excited to see where it goes. Yeah. See what happens. I mean, what's cool is like, and I know, I know this is not unique to us by by any means. Um, I didn't experience it, you know, as much at, in, in previous churches, um, you know, and I think John, he's not on the podcast, but he could probably attest to this because we've been every church we've ever been a part of. We've been a part of that set together, but um even little things like we're organizing or going to the island to, to, to see the fights coming up, right? Or mm-hmm. a group a group of people mm-hmm. are. Yeah. And it's just like what's cool about our churches is so much bigger than Sunday. Yeah. Than Sunday. Sunday is just the day we gather, yeah. you know, for a specific, a specific reason. But, you know, like we really are in each other's lives. And I know a lot of people have close relationships. There's a lot of the, um, you know, that – I almost said the 50 and older group, but there was a 50 and older group, small group, but a lot yeah. of those people are like good friends. And yeah. then there's yeah. the women in our church and the, the, the younger ladies in our church. It's like, there's these groups of, of friends and stuff. That's far beyond Sundays. Yeah. For I sure. think that I, I like that a lot. I think that's what it should be. It's like, it's not something that we do. This is who we are as far as Christians. At least yeah. it should be. Yeah, mm. for sure. Yeah. It's fun. It's a fun yeah. time. Yeah. I'm having so, a good time. That's Fine. Eli's input. Yeah, that's it. I'm having a good time. I'm having a good time. time. (laughs) I'm just happy to be here. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Yeah. No, it's uh, it's been good, man. It's it's we're I I think we're just seeing a lot of traction, which is great. And uh, you know, I'm I'm loving going through the code uh, on Sundays. That's been that's been great too. I like the the heart of the house series. I like the code a lot. I mean. Maybe because we put a lot of work into creating. <laughs> we did put a lot of work into creating. <laughs> so I'm glad we just get to talk about it. Yeah. But um, uh, no, I think it's I think it's good. I think it's a good series. I'm you know I've been hearing good feedback. I think it's I think it's practical. You know, yeah, oh, it's good stuff. Yeah, definitely. Let's talk about it. So yeah, man. This past week we went into um, the part of the code that we went into is uh, there's two state there's there's two this week this past week this coming up week and the last week. Um, we're hitting two separate portions of the code. So if you if maybe like you're tuning in for the first time or this is your first podcast or, or you're watching us for the first time, uh, essentially our code is 11 statements that describe who we are. And so um, are these 11 statements kind of, um, they're kind of the heartbeat of our church. They kind of define the parameters in which we operate, not really from a theological perspective, right. but more from a, you know, perhaps a sociological perspective, um, and even from, you know, what is our, what is our heart? You know, it's the, it's the 11 things that we process information through to make decisions on what we're going to do to, to gauge whether or not we're successful, like those types of things. So, um, in this particular case, you know, um, we've been working our way through them and, and, uh, you know, the just one, just one more is kind of like the big overall, like, we're here for just one more like that that that's kind of a mantra if you will um that we're that we've embraced and it is part of our code 
you know, that's one of our statements. Um, but it attached to that is all the ways by which we kind of make that possible and how we go after people and some of those things. So this past week we hit two of them, two of our code statements. Um, so, you know, and it's, and it all kind of hinged off this idea of creating a place where you belong. And anything that goes back to what you're saying, you know, it's like not just a Sunday service where you belong, but a place where you belong, Yeah, you know, like a home, like really building a place that, uh, embraces people where people want to show up to that, you know, they love to be at, you know what I mean? Like, um, you know, not something where you just see them on Sunday, but then you never see them anymore. Like, you know, it, so it's, it's creating a place where you belong and where you're past and none of those things have to, to limit, right. You know, whether or not, whether or not yeah. you're supposed to be there. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, that's what this whole thing is about though, is it's, it's a, it's a body of people. It's a, it's an organism almost in and of itself, you know, and you just kind of, when you become part of it, you know, it's like, yeah. but we've, we've made it about a building and a place or an event. Well, I say we, like the, the, the church or the American yeah. church over the years. Yeah. It's like, that's where you go once a week, you know, that cultural Christianity we talk a lot about. That's, yeah. that's just not, it's not how it's supposed to be. You know, right. you right. go, you, you don't go to it. You are it. Right. You know? Right. And that's just a big difference. Yeah. I was, which is exciting. When you change that perspective, it, it's helpful. And I'm trying to remember who I was, who, uh, what book I was reading and or listening to the other day. I want to say it was one of Tim Keller's deals, but it may have been someone else, but they were talking about that. And they were talking about like, like if you were to talk to one of the disciples, right. That followed Jesus. If you would ever ask them the phrase, like, are you going to church? They would almost be like dumbfounded by the question. Yeah. Like, going to church like yeah what do you am i going to church and it's like the idea that it's like the, the church isn't even an institution it, it really is a body of believers like i'm not like i'm i am the church but i'm not i don't go like it would again he was like phrasing it in a way to say like they would almost be confused like I don't right. understand your question. Like, right. how do I go to something that I am? You know what I mean? Right. Like, are you going to human? Like, <laughs> like, uh, like, so that would, that would be how they would hear that question. And I think I like that, that, I think that's the model that we're trying to kind of get back to a little bit. It's like this idea of like, we are like, we are the church, you know, and I even talked to the year one students last night about some leadership stuff, about the idea you don't really get to turn this off. Like we're the church and we're the church all the time. Yeah. Right. Same way leaders are leaders and they're leaders all the time. Like right. you, you it, every leader has a moment that they come up against a line that they won't cross. And that defines the parameters that leadership exists for them. Yeah. And I think it's that way with believers. I don't think it's from a sin perspective necessarily. Right. I just mean from who we are, like for, for every believer, like you, this is who we are. This isn't something we do. It genuinely is part of, part of who we are. So I think that, I think that's key. So um, major key alert major key alert you need that on there <laughs> <laughs> i almost met that man in a waffle house in milton florida oh i remember when he was on there yeah when he was through there yeah Bruh, i have n- i lived right next to that waffle house were you gonna go up there and just meet him yeah, yeah. did you try you tried to get up there i have never drove so fast in my life <laughs> in such a short distance uh yeah. Just to meet my DJ friend, Khaled. Yeah, my friend called me. <laughs> if with, there's ever been a place anywhere near Pensacola that I would expect him to not be. Uh, yeah, so. He was on the, his tour it's bus. the Waffle House in tour Milton. Tour bus talk. He was on his tour bus on the way back. This was before he started flying. 
Yeah. Like so, just mean in general. Yeah, like why would he <laughs> be at a Walmart? Oh, oh, that's the one? I remember that exact Snapchat story. On Avalon story. Boulevard? Yeah, yeah on Avalon. Yeah. <laughs> he, so random, too. He, that's like, what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> he put his phone in that poor girl's face. He said, where am I? She said, Milton. He went, Oakland? <laughs> <laughs> nah, well, man, Milton. He's, but, he's not the, you know. Yeah, but no, I, oh, I sped there. He, he, he ain't the coldest beer in the fridge. Not the That's the one you had to use, huh? That's the one you went with? <laughs> That's the one I chose. <laughs> Out of all of, all of the analogies, coldest beer, that was yeah, it. Thank, huh? thank God Justin is the head of HR. Yeah. Yeah. Brightest crayon in the box. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, there's a plethora. Yeah. A whole, there's a whole... Spe- uh, spell plethora. Jawan, you know I can't spell. P-L- P-L-Ethra. So, <laughs> <laughs> a gaggle. So, uh... <laughs> so, anyways, we we got uh, some some cool things popping at TC. So let's talk about some of the stuff we talked about yo, Sunday. Yo, Brad Brad Odom is sticking up for Milton right now, though. Oh, he's commenting. He said, "Hey, Milton ain't that bad." <laughs> no, I just I just don't see DJ Khaled <laughs> in Milton. <laughs> Brad Odom living and breathing Milton. Oh, Shout out, man. Pastor Brad Odom. <laughs> Sorry, bud. Someone as hey, someone I who would, lives I in Milton school out there, I can that bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah uh-huh. just sure. You you've you've got the jacket. So Central High School. Central That's where school. I was. Central. Ah, dog. Yeah. I graduated from Milton, 2017. Once again, just in oh. case we want to reiterate. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Okay. Anyway, make Justin feel old. You're O two. Uh, O three. O three. Let's get it right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get it right. So Eli's only 14 years behind you. Yeah. That's about it. So Brit- uh, Brittany Nipper made me feel old the other day. Brittany Simon. I was, I, was like, like, I was like, yeah, her maiden name's Nipper. We went oh, to school together. Back, yeah, we, yeah, we went, went to school, school together. together yeah. But yeah. she was saying something. Somebody said something about school, or we were joking about it at church on Sunday. And yeah. she, uh, she was making me feel old. She was saying something about because I'm several years older than her. But yeah, well, yeah, you know. And I always end up when I talk about her, I always say Brittany Nipper. Yeah, but. Nope. She like got me good. I mean, it was a good burn. Like I had to like high fiver on that one. What was it? Can I don't remember. God, uh, oh, I don't remember. We need to show it, recorded that. It was good though. <laughs> yeah, we need. It those. was her and Katie Dake. We need those moments mm. captured. I know it was a good so. burn. <laughs> but anyway, someone's um, got to keep Justin humble. Anyways, for those of you guys that are listening on the podcast, uh, man, if you got questions, statements, concerns, uh, you can send your concerns to Justin. But if you have questions or statements, you can send you can send those to us. You can tweet me, uh, Justin, or, or myself. Yeah, I'm real concerned about the concerns. Yeah, yeah. So. yeah. We we display. Who put his HR department on display the other day? Yeah. The complaint department. Yeah, this giant sword. Anyway, so justice, my sword. Yeah. So uh, if you've uh, and what we're about to talk about, you know, if you have questions, if you have, you know, any of those things, feel free. You can tweet us. You can email us to follow up at transformationchurch.com. But if you guys are watching us live right now, because yeah. we actually record this podcast uh, while we're live. If you're watching us live, you can actually drop a question in the comments drop them, um, and we'll we can tackle those uh, towards the end. So let's talk about it, man. Uh, the, be- the, f- the best question wins. The best question wins. What's the prize? That's a good question. Well, just wins the day. Just wins the You're day. the winner of the day. You get the okay. top fan badge on Facebook. Oh. Yeah. Oh. So let's talk about it, guys. Uh, Sunday we hit on the code. Uh, the first one is that there is a ring ready. There is. So uh, as we were talking about this idea that there is a ring ready, um, we kind of – 
it doesn't make sense until you put it into context, but the, the tagline that goes with that portion of the code, right? So uh, each portion of the code, there's a statement and then there's a tagline. The tagline is that we will give our resources cheerfully in preparation for the win, right? Mm -hmm. Now the win for us, I know Justin knows it. I know it. Either one of you want to take a jab at it. You should know this. The win for us as a church? Yes. <laughs> is that... I just heard this, so... It's, it's, so you know it? You should know it. You've been here long. <laughs> no, no, no. Wait a minute. Uh -oh. Uh -oh. I think I played guys, my you guys, are, you guys are experiencing something <laughs> right now. I just said I think I played my... <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, let me help you out. We want to see people... Okay, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, know God, find freedom, yeah. discover purpose, make, make a, a difference. difference. I said it. Yeah. You got the last it. one in. I said it. <laughs> So it's uh, the win for us is when we see people obviously know God. We want them to to not just know about God, but know God. Not right. just believe that he exists, but know him personally, right? Then we want to see people find freedom. We want to see people experience the freedom. There's so many times we know God, but our past is still clinging to us. So we want to see people find freedom. Then we want to see them discover the purpose that God's already put inside of them and pull it out so that He can they can start to use the gifts, talents, and passions that God's put inside of them. Right. And then we want to see them make a difference. Now, I'd love to tell you that we were the geniuses that came up with this. There's a lot of churches that use a similar concept and model to this. Um, but what I'll tell you is it is something that we champion. It matters to us. I grew up in church, and Pastor Dan has even preached this. We, we grew up in churches, um, and even you, we, we've all been there. Yep. It was like, you get saved, and then you just like, hang on until Jesus comes. Yeah. Right? <laughs> like, try not to do the bad stuff. Try to do the good stuff. Right. And time the rapture out. Yep. Right now, depending on your eschatology, whether or not the rapture is even whatever, but not the point. So <laughs> let's get into it. Right there. <laughs> this is not the podcast for that. So, <laughs> so you just try to do the good stuff, try not to do the bad stuff, and if you if you sin, you know, just make sure you caught the uh, forgive me, Lord, before you know mm -hmm. the Lord comes back. That's that was the way I grew up in my mind. It was never that you had a purpose. It was never about destiny. It was never about what God wants for you while you're on this earth before right. you get to heaven. Yeah. Those conversations just weren't had. Um, and that has changed. Um, and Pastor Dan led the change for that. And I'm grateful that he laid the, the, the framework and the foundation for it. And now we get to stand on a healthy foundation of seeing people you know, discover their purpose. And then the win is when they've done all of those things and now they're making a difference and they're living a purposeful life free Taking next with steps. God. Yeah. So that's the win. We wave the victory flag when people, when anyone has accomplished all four of those steps, we wave victory flags all along the way, but uh -huh. that's the win. No right? doubt. So, yeah. No doubt. Um, and so uh, the idea is that we give our resources cheerfully in preparation for that. So we go out of our way to, to, to do that. So, um, so yeah, we, we, then we went into this idea of needs, right? And, uh, we, we showed, showed a short video clip. If y'all want to see it, y'all gonna have to go watch the actual sermon, but, um, <laughs> short video clip. So it was so funny. Cause when we got ready to put that together, I sent, I sent the video clips to Eli and John. I was like, Hey, y'all just like do a 10 or 12 second little like mashup of these video clips. And they're like, what is it? I was like, it's just food. <laughs> and yep, yep. I was like, but I have a song that I want you to put in the background. <laughs> and they're like, what is it? I was like, it's Marvin Gaye. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. 
I think that's the best thing I've made yet. It was pretty I, good. I'm it was good food. Proud of that. Good looking food too. It was. That burger looked. I know. I'm that, hungry that already. That donut glaze. About it. Mm. Ooh, for we lunch, got lunch boys. coming up too. We do. I'm starving. Oh, it's gonna be good. I'm excited. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so we jumped in Maslow's hierarchy of needs, and we'll just rattle them off. Justin's gonna rattle them off oh, to you real oh, quick. Oh, Maslow. Maslow, and then there's actually five okay. in Maslow's, but then they added three later, so there's eight total. Um, but go ahead and give them to us, Justin. Maslow's hierarchy of needs, your physical needs, your safety needs, your love needs, esteem needs, cognitive, aesthetic, self-actualization, and transcendence. Yeah, transcendence needs. and The last three are the newest ones, I think. Uh, I think... Uh, the transcendence ones is, is a new one. Self-actualization and transcendence is, is new. One of them was up a little. I think it's like esteem or something. So... Um, that's, so that's what, all pretty interesting to study that stuff. It is because you know, like when you find people that aren't having some of these needs met, obviously, like physical and safety, and some of those things are easier to see. Like people that don't eat, obviously, their health declines. Like people that yeah. don't sleep. Like, so that's those are easy to see that we need those things. But when you start getting into like love, esteem, cognitive, aesthetics, like some of those things, it's you know, people that aren't experiencing it's easy to see how they're lifeless. You know, and so the fact that we need these things in our life is is pretty key. So, and I I uh, I was listening to a podcast yesterday. I can't even remember what what it was. Um, but they were talking some of this. It play. They didn't mention any of these or Maslow or any of that stuff. But it just seemed very similar. They were almost talking about um, even like dopamine and like if you if I'm craving tacos, mm. I never say <laughs> right. Like mm. I never say I'm craving tacos. If you ask me why, because you know, I need nourishment to sustain life. Right. You were just like, I want tacos. When <laughs> right. really, you are, you're, you're craving them based on past dopamine and all these other things. It was just real interesting. But essentially, everything you desire is based off of of, of kind of like a, a need like that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and what we kind of hinged on was the idea of the transcendence need. So That's there's good. actually a need in each one of us to live a life beyond ourselves, like the life of transcendence, where we, where uh, we make an impact, we leave a legacy, like we're, we're uh, creating a difference in the lives of other people. So that's actually a need that people have, right? And so, um, to to go from this idea that like there's something in in each one of us, right, where we have a need that we need to be needed, we need to be able to make a difference, we need to live beyond ourselves, and then. There's this idea that God's already put gifts inside of us. So it's connecting the need of making a difference to the gifts that God's put inside of each person, right? Um, and so we, we kind of jump down to 1 Corinthians 14, 12, Justin. Yeah, since you are so eager to have the special abilities the Spirit gives, seek those that will strengthen the whole church. Yeah, and so essentially what we do is we kind of end up, we, we've, we talked through this before. This isn't necessarily new information for our church, but continuing to remind number one, new people, but people that's been there for a while, like, like every person matters, you know? And we, when we jumped on to Matthew 25, we actually see where God distributes talents, you know, and he gives one, five, one, two, one, one. And, uh, and the five invested it and doubled it and had 10, the two invested it and doubled it had four, the one buried it, you know, um, and when the master comes back, he's like, like you lazy, slothful, like, you know, like you could have invested it. You could have doubled it. You could have done something with it. And I think that's how God is looking at some of us. 
You could have, I gave you this gift and you could have done something with it, but instead all you've done is complain about not having what that person has or yeah. like, right. you know what I'm saying? It's like, that's, that's not the journey here that, that God wants us to, to live. And so he actually wants to hold us accountable. Chris Hodges, uh, that quote by Chris Hodges, he says it best that God isn't going to hold us accountable for what we did in life. He's going to hold us accountable for what he asked us to do. Right. So, um, and that kind of hinges for us, uh, cause when you look at Luke 15, 22 through 23, so this idea that there's a ring ready, mm-hmm. uh, in Luke 15, 22 through 23, the father says to his servant. So for those of you that know the story of the prodigal son or the story of two sons, um, you know, the son leaves, wastes his father's inheritance <clears throat> and then he comes back. Now, one thing we need to talk about for a second, I need to get my calculator out for this. Uh Oh, Oh boy. So, so what, what people don't realize, right, is, so the father, the younger son, according to scholars, the younger son goes with his father and asks for his inheritance. So his father says, he didn't have to say yes, but he did, and gives him 33% of the estate, right? The older brother has the birthright, so he gets 66%. 66.6 or what, you know, and he gets 33.3%. That's the way that would have been divided. And so what happens is he goes and wastes his inheritance, right? So first of all, uh, I could see older brother being a little upset when younger brother comes walking back through the door, you know? So he goes and displays, uh, goes and wastes the inheritance, but then he comes back. Justin, read Luke 15, 22 through 23 for us real quick. 15, 22 through 23. But the father said to his servants, quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. Right. So he brings in the fattened calf, puts the ring on his finger. So this idea that there is a ring ready, right? And essentially what the father did is he brought, he brought the son back into the family. That ring meant he was now back part of the family. He belonged. But what we don't read in the text that's so important to grab a hold of is what he did when he gave him that ring again is he took older brother 66.6% and cut it down by a third again and gave the younger brother another 33.3% of older brother's 66.6%. I would uh, I would have had to give him a percentage of my hands, hundred <laughs> percent of those. You gotta catch yeah. these hands. You got to fight it's, me for that. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was trying to uh, I was trying to look at how much that leaves uh, left for him from a percentage standpoint of the original estate, right? Um, Essentially, the younger brother got got twice the, the double. Well. Go ahead. Yeah. I'm, I'm bad at math. That puts us. Know. That puts us at. Uh, that means. Technically, it looks like younger, o- older brother would have ended up with only forty four point four percent of the original inheritance, and younger brother would have ended up with fifty five point six percent. He's only Look. supposed to get thirty three percent. He ended up with fifty five. Younger brother. Yeah, I'd be mad. Yeah, yeah he's dirty for that. Now, if I was the older brother, I would try it. I would leave and go blow it and see if I came back. <laughs> <laughs> see? So that's why the Lord 
You can't win the lottery. That's why, that's <laughs> yeah, why the won't let you. Look. Just petty, just petty with money. You gonna get a tiger. You for sure gonna get a tiger. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, you got giraffe money. <laughs> <laughs> you know where to buy a giraffe from. <laughs> I'm sure when you acquire that much money, you will soon figure out where to get a giraffe. Where did you from. get a deer, bro? <laughs> so. I didn't know that they made these yet. <laughs> so, uh, so, anyways, yeah, we got the. That's what happens, and it and it really shows the love of the father, and you can understand when you look later into Luke 15. Why the older brother's upset? Yeah, because when it, the the Bible only tells us he's mad because the father welcomed him back, but what the what it doesn't communicate clearly, and you just have to know the era of those times and what scholars say is that he actually got a new level of inheritance and based on what he what he squandered away and now what he's getting he actually ends up with more than what the older brother should have had which makes the how the older brother is responding kind of justifiable uh, yeah. now it's like oh, oh uh hold up yeah but for us the way it translates to us is that we always have a ring ready like talking about resources, we'll always, you know what I mean? We'll always give our resources cheerfully for the win. Like we'll, we'll always be ready to take what, from what we have and set it aside, give it away to bring someone back into the family mm-hmm. or to bring someone into the family. Right. Like yeah. we're, we're constantly looking for how, how can we spend the money wisely? How can we invest? How can we be prepared with our resources to be finding new brothers and sisters? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and being in this constant pursuit. Um, and it really has forced us to take a position of mentorship and fatherhood in our church. Now, we discovered this kind of the, I don't know, by accident. I tell people all the time, like, so when I became a student pastor, right, I failed at student ministry miserably for the first five years. It was terrible. I, I told them last night, it's like, I grew the ministry from seven to six. Okay. So <laughs> like we did, we did not do well. Um, and it, but it wasn't until we embraced this idea of like that we, we had to start fathering spiritually fathering. Um, and our female leaders were mothers, you know, but to parent these kids spiritually and develop them. Jawan was part of like, he was part of that journey. So you were like, how old were you? I think you were 11 when you came in, right? Yeah, like 11. What, what's he saying over here? <laughs> well, because... <Look. laughs> when we did the first take of the video, I did. I switched up the age so many times, so John yelled at me. <laughs> it was all done. I think I was 11. <laughs> I think you were 11. Because I let you in earlier than I let everyone else in. Yeah, yeah. Like, Tiger was coming in, I think, or something. Well, I was trying... Like, I would sneak in, well, and Tiger. you're just like, I'm not going to kick him out. He's already here. Yeah. So. Well, you were like mature for your age. Yeah, yeah. Like you were oddly mature for your age. Well, I've always been like forty. So <laughs> you're just, you're a grown yeah. like you're an old man. Yeah. They used to joke about me doing everybody's taxes. I was like, <laughs> oh yeah, we did. Used yeah. to talk about that. I was like ten. That. I was like, I don't even know what taxes are. Joanne does their own taxes. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, that was the joke. Yeah, the joke was that Kyle could hack NASA and you did taxes. Yeah, like yeah. that was an ongoing joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. Kyle was like wicked smart. Wicked smart. I still believe Kyle could hack NASA, but <laughs> has to. Yeah, but uh, no need, no need for that. <laughs> because we're just joking. <laughs> we love the Patriot Act. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, uh, that's crazy. Uh, that's crazy. <laughs> but that was Justin Oswald again. Yeah. Justin yeah, Oswald. If you're looking for that person, his name is Johnny Franklin. He's at Crown Church. <laughs> I'm just, just kidding, Johnny. We love you. So, um, but all that to say, man, it's it, it was it was good. I mean, in student ministry, we really started fathering and parenting yeah. our kids, and and so this idea of there being a ring ready, um, and 
you know, kind of looking for that. We that kind of started in student ministry for me, yeah. and it kind of moved into us as a church. You know, the vision for me as a pastor, the vision for me as a leader, my life goal is to have a hundred sons. I have a hundred sons. Right. It's to develop you and Eli and and all the all my sons, spiritual sons and daughters that God you know, uh, gives me the ability to lead and, and graces our house with. And as we navigate that to develop you guys in a way that you develop a hundred, you know what I mean? And, yeah. and to me, that's successful ministry. You know, I, I, do I care about how many people are in our church? Sure. Like, do I care how successful we are and from a ministry context and the small group number and all those things I do, but I think all of those are feeding into a bigger idea. It's right. much bigger than just our church. No you know? Right. Um, and you know that that really is uh, comes from a cool word called discipleship. So uh, <laughs> but, imagine that, yeah. But I think we just have to be we got to be ready to disciple people differently in this age. Like, when I talk to some churches and they're like, "Well, we have a twelve month discipleship process where they come sit in a classroom, they come do that." I'm like, "Ugh, what?" Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, I'm like, I to me, discipleship is Juwan or Eli knowing how they should love their wife because they've watched us yeah. show Jesus in our marriage. Yeah. Like they know how to handle situations in life because they've been with us while we handled ours. Like, yeah. it, like it's a window into a life of someone going after Jesus and then talking their way through it. And yeah. when you fail, as you grow up and you fail walking you through those failures and teaching you how to do that. Like that's a, we don't need a 12 month. Yeah. I, I think it's a lifelong process, you know? Yeah. It's one of those things where uh, they, they have that saying, like if you're the smartest, most experienced person in the room, you're in the wrong room. Yeah. I think that's what it boils down to. It's like yeah. discipleship never stops. Pastor Dan probably still pours into you yeah, 100%. the same way he did when you started out in ministry. Like it doesn't end. Yeah. There's no 12 month step. To 100%. It, so. Yeah, he came up to me. He came up to me Sunday. Yeah. After after service, and was like, "Hey, just a question on you know X, Y, and Z," and uh, it, he he was wasn't challenging my thought. He was saying like, "I don't know if that's accurate. This number that had said something," and so we looked it up, and and we were good. But he was just like, it was his way of saying like, "Hey." you know, anytime you're going to use something like this, you want to make sure that you're using the correct thing. Like he was, yeah, again, yeah. just walking me through it, you know? And, yeah. um, those things matter. We need, like, we always need, we need that in our life. And so, um, I think we've been on a special journey together. Um, I think about guys like you, I think about Kyle, yep. you know, um, our production, uh, our, Anthony Brown, yeah, uh, Anthony Brown, who's in Baton Rouge, that scrub. He hadn't moved back yet. <laughs> <laughs> he left for a one year internship program. Nine years ago. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, uh, but nonetheless, I mean, he's killing, he just got married. Shout out to my man, AB. Yeah. Um, so, but all that to say, we, we shouldered the weight of fathering, yeah, fathering people. And we've seen the fruit come from it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But you could like, what are some, what are some noteworthy moments of your life? You know, you shared some of the video, but a lot of these people aren't going to see or hear the video. So yeah. what are like some noteworthy moments of your life that have mattered to you on this journey? Um, I mean, I, some of the stuff that I shared on the video talking about, um, that the one conference where, um, you know, you came up to me and, you know, I was struggling with some things, uh, as far as some anger and bitterness towards my father, since he wasn't in my life, that kind of thing. Um, and you just being like, listen, I affirm you, like, this is who you are. This is, this is what God has called you to. Um, I would say that's one of them. And then the fact that like, 
all of my events, like I never had to be like, Hey Brad, just so you know, I have this coming up or I have that coming up. You were just like, yeah, Hey, I'm going to be there. What time, what time did it start or something like yeah, that? Yeah, like yeah. just those things where it was like, I really care about you. And, and um, I'm going to go out of my way to show you that without yeah. you asking. Yeah. I think that was like, those are the most noteworthy things. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome, man. And, and, you know, just, you know, we, I, we said this Sunday, you know, shout out to your mom. Yeah. You, know, you got, you've got an incredible mom. Um, a mother who, you know, f- fulfilled both roles. Yeah. You know, so she was she was a mom and a dad for a long time. And, yeah. You know, Miss Terry, you're awesome. Whatever camera I'm looking at, you're great. <laughs> um, so thank you. But yeah, so yeah. that was, and that's the thing is it's like, you know, it's the same thing I used to tell our student ministry all the time when I was a student pastor. It's like, if you're going to be part of this team, you got to be ready to give up five things at all times. Yeah. Time, effort, energy, money, and sleep. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, you know, yes. like to, you're, you're investing in kids' lives. This, you're not just t- telling them about Jesus. Like, yeah. you, you know, I mean, how many kids have lived in my house? <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like how many kids have their parents kicked them out and they're living with me and Ashley for sleeping a while. Sleeping on the couch, sleeping <laughs> in the room. Yeah. Yeah. Your room. Yeah. 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 So, uh, and doing that, just trying to, to let them see, giving them small windows into, into a life that, that models Jesus. And that's what fatherhood, you know, that's what, you know, walking this generation through that. That's what it looks like. So it's so important. And that kind of segues into the next one, you know, the second uh, portion of the code, um, for Sunday, which is the idea of reach out and lift up. Yeah. You know, um, and the, the tagline for that is that we will run to embrace and affirm sons and daughters. And I think that's a, I think that's a big one. Um, you know, it is, you know, that we're constantly, it's not even so much that we're just waiting for people to show up and ask us, but we're on the search. You know, I think yeah. about, you know, um, I think about people like charity, you know, who I, from a spiritual perspective, I saw her wandering around lost and I like to reach out and be like, Hey, come meet with me. Hey, this is all the areas you're missing in your life. Mm -hmm. Like this is all the things you need in your life and you're going to find it here. And, you know, Ashley and myself and a few other people are going to make sure that you get it. And me from a fathering perspective, a spiritual fathering perspective, um, and others also speaking in their life, but like to reach out, we're actively searching for people. We're actively searching for hearts. We're actively looking for the people whose life needs to be transformed by the gospel and through the ministry of, of genuine discipleship. Yeah. You know, not classroom discipleship, but yeah, you know what I mean? Like, hands on yeah like living a life together like hey don't touch that hey don't touch that <laughs> you touched it see why it hurt like you know, like yeah. that, doing that spiritually with people you know what yeah. i mean um is is so important so for us it's a matter of like uh running to embrace and then affirm sons and daughters you know there's a there is a identity void in people you know, with millennials having the highest percentage of absentee fathers in their home, right, of any generation. Mm-hmm. So millennials having the highest percentage of absentee fathers of any generation. Yeah. Now they're 40. Like, these aren't 20-year-olds. You know, I think people think about millennials. They're still thinking like 19, 20, 21. They think it's a name to describe young people. Right. Yeah. And it's, it's not. It's not. The it's oldest the millennials are 40 now. Yeah. Right. Or dang near. And so like, or yeah, high thirties or close to 40, that means they have kids. Now we got people who don't even know who they are 
have never had an identity established for themselves having kids and not only don't have an identity for themselves, they don't have any way to speak it to the people that they're raising. Right. And so it's like, we're now we're compounding this effect of fatherlessness. Right. And we have to, we as an organization have made it part of our focus. We're going to reach out. Like, I'm not going to wait for them to knock on my door. When I see somebody and I see promise in them, when I see somebody and I see potential in them, when I see somebody and they just look lost, come here, like, come here for a second. I think about guys like Big Chris, you yeah. know what I mean? Like Big Chris in our yeah. church. Like it, it, you, if you guys knew how many times I told him I loved him before he would say it back. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like I would hug him on Sunday mornings and just, you know, shout out to Big Chris if you watch or listen to this. But I mean, He's I would. probably in school right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Better, if you listen to it later. Bro. But yeah, you better be. <laughs> um, but, you know, I would hug him and I would just be like, man, it's so good to see you today. Like, I love you, bro. And I'm proud of you. Yeah. You know, and uh, like the first I don't know, three, four months. He didn't even know what to do with it. I could just, he was like, uh, yeah. <laughs> and finally, like slowly, but surely, like he started like, man, I love you too. Like, and it was just like those little moments mattered so much. Oh yeah. Like, because we're reaching out, man, we're reaching out and, and then lifting them up. You know what I mean? So that's why I'm so stoked for you guys in the student ministry, yeah. you know, cause you guys are going to do more lifting than we are. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like at this point, you know, I got, 21 pipeline students <laughs> you know i got my staff we got like so we've got our people like so it's going to be more for you guys to lift up these the students in particular yeah. yeah um but we've made it our mission every staff member every pipeline student every leader every coach every small group leader they know like man we reach out we lift people up like that's our goal and we're lifting them closer to jesus it's important so yeah. it's huge yeah, yeah. And, and, and because it's not our desire as a church isn't to create a church where we solve everyone's problems our desire in, as, a, as a church is to connect them to the to God that's bigger than their problems. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> you know, so it's like really recognizing like we're going to reach out because they need that identification. They need to know they matter. People need to know that they're loved. People need to know they're embraced. People need to know that that they're not forgotten. People need to know that they're needed. People need to know that when they walk, when they're not there, that they're missed. Like people need those things, and that's our reaching out. But lifting them up is a matter of of putting them up above ourselves, putting them on our shoulders, number one, so that they're closer to the Lord. And number two is that their giftings can be elevated. You know? Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think back, I wish I'd have known, you know, four or five years ago, what I know now, you know, yeah. <clears throat> I mean, it just, I think things would have been different. I think that, cause there's a, there's a group of five to eight to 10 kids that, really meant a lot to me that I was real close with, you know, and then over, they got older and kind of out of the youth ministry and and all that. And then some of them, you know, just moved away and did their thing, but some of them aren't really where they're supposed to be right now. And it's like, you know, if I had, if I had known some now, what, you know, then what I know now is like, maybe you could help pull some things out, gifts and teach them about some of that, you know, back then. But it's like, man, there's a group of kids that meant a lot to me. And I was really a big part of their life when I was doing student ministry. Yeah. You know, Cotton and Juan and John knows all members, all of them and Cody Wiggins and all these kids, man. It's just like, some of them are just kind of doing their thing now. It's like, yeah. Yeah. you feel like you almost feel like a, you could be a, it's not that you almost could feel like a fit. You failed in that, you know, like mm-hmm. that was a part of something that I wish I'd have done better at in the context I was in you know, not really knowing how to pull some of that out is yeah. good. It's like yeah. we're, we're intentional about trying to do now, which well, yeah. is, which is a big deal. Yeah. And it's important. You know, I think, I think, you know, Eli, you can kind of attest to this, you know, it's important cause it's not, 
you know, even when you come from a, a pretty well-established home, you know, your parents, Greg and Wendy, like they've, they've done a, you know, a good job raising you and yeah, your family. Sure. Like, you know, they've, you know, certainly have put into you guys the necessity of loving the Lord, mm-hmm. serving God. Like we definitely see that, um, you know, and I think sometimes it's not that someone didn't do something or whatever. I think sometimes it's a matter of just connecting to the person that's going to do that. You know, I think, I think yeah. there's a divine I think there's something happening between you and some of some of the mentors at our church. You know, I know you connected John um, and myself and some of these guys that are pouring into your life a little bit. Um, And sometimes it's about finding the right spiritual father or, or, Mm -hmm. you know, it's not sometimes our parents or our family or our pastors or wherever we've come from have done a good job at laying a framework that we understand the necessity well, yeah. some, people, some people plant the seed, some people water. Right, right, right. Yeah, so it's yeah. like there is that too, you know. Yeah. But so I think some people are walking through our doors, um, and it's not the way they came from. It's bad, right? You know, in Jawan's situation, it was like he came from. It was a rough start. Yeah, you know, what I mean, your mom did a killer job. But I'm talking about spiritually, it was a rough start. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I think on the other side of that, you got guys like Eli, where the start wasn't as rough. Not to say we didn't make terrible decisions for ourselves, but yeah. the start wasn't as rough. But at the end of the day, we all need the identity. At the end yeah. of the day, we all need to be spiritually fathered or mentored or discipled. Yeah. Um, we don't need more church services. You know, this isn't a, I'm not talking about you or your parents. I'm just talking about in general. Yeah. People don't need more church services. They need more discipleship. Right. Like they, you know, they don't need, I'm not saying church services aren't important. I'm saying that's not what they need more of. They don't need more times at the altar. Important but not what they need more of. We need to be leading people closer to Jesus and showing them what it looks like. We need young men who have yet to be married to have a window into our marriages where our marriages honor each other and honor Jesus in them. Like those are the things we need. And unfortunately that's a giant void in the church nowadays. Um, capital C church, the institution of the church, right? Um, in the, in the body of Christ, I would even say like, that's a void. And those are things that I can't change other churches, but at TC, we're going to do it differently. Right. You know, and we've set out to, to make that our mission. So no doubt. So it's vital, man. So important. It's huge. 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 <laughs> huge. Any thoughts from you guys, Juwan, Eli? No, no, not really. I mean, yeah. you. So well, well, glad y'all were decided to be on the podcast. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, we, we appreciate I, I y'all feedback. You about? <laughs> I put my input in. We we appreciate you guys, man. And uh, again, uh, all you guys watching, thank you guys for for tuning in. Um, Justin, tell me where they can find more about the church. You can find us online at transformationchurch.com and Instagram and Facebook at Transformation Pensacola. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's tons of stuff that we didn't go over in the podcast that was in the sermon uh, yesterday. So by all means, if you want to go listen to the sermon um, or watch it and go check us out at uh, transformationchurch.com, like Justin said, you can hit up our YouTube channel, um, all that we have tons of different avenues that you can, yeah, you can check that it's, out. It's there. So uh, thank you guys for, for tuning in with us, man. We appreciate you. Uh, you guys can catch us. Uh, Next time for another week, another sermon, another follow-up podcast. See you. Later. Thanks for tuning in to the Transformation Church weekly follow-up podcast. It would mean so much to us if you would subscribe, like, and review on iTunes. You get double points if you show us love by sharing it with your friends. 
Don't forget, you can follow Pastor Justin and Pastor Brad on Instagram and Twitter at Justin Oswald underscore and at Brad Livingston underscore. You can tweet them your questions and comments or email them to us at followup at transformationchurch.com. For more info on Transformation Church, visit us online at transformationchurch.com and on Instagram and Facebook at Transformation Pensacola. We'll be here next week where we will help create context and drive conversation to learn more of what God has for us.